Hello and welcome to the Pod Bible Podcast. This is episode number 94. My name is Adam Richardson. I am the editor of Pod Bible Magazine and your regular host for the Pod Bible Podcast. A long time ago, we used to have two of us, sometimes three of us, who'd host this podcast. Um, there are three founders of Pod Bible, myself, Stu Whiffin, and Scroobius Pip. And uh, Stu and I used to do this all the time. We used to go and visit different podcasters we'd book studio space we'd go and record in radio stations we'd jet set i was about to say around the world <laughs> we'd go to london occasionally on the train and now it's pretty much just me recording in my office week in week out uh, but stew fans i've got some good news for you because he is back heavily on this episode as he speaks to all three of our guests so I thought I'd let you know that very early. Um, no Pip at the moment, but I reckon Pip will be back again soon. He's the one who's had the most recommendations on this podcast. I reckon I'll uh, give him a call and uh, we'll record some new recommendations soon and we'll find out what Scroobius Pip has been listening to. But until then, let's get on with today's show. Uh, last week, we had another bonus episode. It was our second CrimeCon special. Uh, we spoke to the people behind Twisted Britain, Conning the Con and True Crime Investigators UK. Um, it was the second of our CrimeCon specials where we went to CrimeCon in London, spoke to six different true crime podcasters and uh, generally had a lovely day out. Um, and uh, yeah, so go back and have a listen to those two episodes if you haven't already. Sandwiched in between those two CrimeCon episodes, we had an episode with Dane Baptiste and Howard Cohen from Dane Baptiste Questions Everything. We had Dan Snow uh, recommending a couple of shows. Um, Dan, of course, does Dan Snow's History Hit. And we also had Kerry Keenan Lynch from Your Floating Boat, who was recommending a podcast as well. This week, we have something slightly different yet again. It's not the usual one podcaster talking about their show and then two podcasters giving recommendations. We're just going to go for three podcasters talking all about their shows. We've had a number of good chats recently. Uh, we've also got another chat on this show that we recorded a little while back now. and We were just keen to get out as soon as we could. Uh, so yeah, three chats with three podcasters about their shows. Could I talk any more before we get to the guests? No. Let's go straight to the first one. As I said, Stu had all three of these chats and here's his first conversation with the legendary broadcaster, Sean Keaveney, about his new show, The Lineup. Sean Keaveney, tell me all about your new podcast, please. Well, it is called The Lineup and it moves from a basic premise. Many have thought about and discussed possibly over beers in the past, which is the Fantasy Festival lineup. That's the basic jump off point. Um, from there, it becomes quite a lysergic trip uh, down memory lane for guests, but also into the furthest recesses of our feckin' imaginations. So the, the, the guest just comes up with five acts, living or dead, that they would have played through this incredible day arc of the perfect festival. They have to choose where in the world it is. They have to choose a title for it. We talk about exactly what food and when that food should be deployed, uh, the friends that they're going to have with them, the kind of shenanigans that go on backstage between Kendrick Lamar and the Beatles. That's the, that's the, I believe to be the joy of it is that it's like feeding in their information into my supercomputer of a ridiculous, overly uh, imaginative brain. And then we start to sort of try and create this reality in the podcast world. 
it's a bit of a trip. It's quite good fun. And that trip, I mean, how different has that trip been from, you know, being on the radio for, for was it almost 20 years now? And like, how has it been from, you know, going from radio into, uh, you know, the community of podcasting? I'm finding it very gratifying because, as you know, you've talked to me about this. It's a very welcoming world, I've found, and it is a community. And just like the radio world is as well in different ways, like the listeners, my listeners grew to tolerate me over the course <laughs> of the BBC over 14 years. They used to call it Stockholm Syndrome. They'd listen the first few times and be like, this is shite. Um, but for some reason, they carried on. And then before you know it, they're hooked. And that's what I'm intending to do with the world of podcasts as well. I, I like the fact that you get more. I'm still training myself, if you know what I mean, because obviously if I did an interview on uh, the radio, I would be very aware of how long I was speaking. It would probably not go on for longer than 15 or 18 minutes. You can be a bit more long form and take your time a bit more in the world of podcasts. However, for me and my personal taste, I still like to keep things relatively tight. So I'm still navigating all that. It's a, it's a new skill that I haven't fully acquired yet. So I'm kind of enjoying being a knave at something and, and learning the new skills. One of the things that we've seen lots of podcasters do now and certainly get back to it post-lockdown is live shows. And I mean, the format of your podcast, it lends itself to, to festival live shows, surely. That's exactly. Somebody else said that uh, recently. One of my colleagues was said, that's a, that's pretty fucking territory. Surely you're right. It, you know, Latitude or Glastonbury, you know, we, every, every year I, I, my friend Simon would run the Crow's Nest uh, in the park stage area at Glastonbury, which is this, the highest point of the festival, right up on a hill, treacherous when it's pissing down, uh, lovely in the sunshine, right next to the big Glastonbury sign, a lovely little round tent. And I would always do uh, some stand up up there, varying degrees of success. Uh, but that's the, exactly right. That's the kind of place where I could really imagine getting a really good guest and bringing it to life. I really, I really hope to do that next summer. And so what guests can uh, listeners expect to hear from? So far, we've had a lovely mix. And one of the things I've enjoyed about it is some people that I wouldn't have got to talk to ordinarily. So the first one was Dan Reynolds of Imagine Dragons, one of the biggest bloody bands on the planet, who's just such an awesome fella. We got on immediately. And it was just lovely to chat to him. Like new artists like Joy Crooks, who's, if you've not heard her, you've got to get on that immediately. Jodie Whittaker, uh, we've got coming up next. We've got the Manic Street Preachers. Uh, we've got loads of people like that. We've been trying. We've been trying to hunt Hall and Oats down for uh, a few weeks now. We've got quite close. So watch this space. Oh, that'd be good, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'd love to speak to them. And if people want to check it out on all the usual places, Sean. It is. It's just uh, the lineup with Sean Keevney, wherever you get your podcasts. Lovely. Sean, thanks loads, mate. Thank you very much, mate. It was lovely. Thanks very much, Stu, and thanks to Sean Keevney for coming on. And, uh, yeah, I haven't checked that out yet. That's bad, isn't it? I need to go and have a listen because uh, fantasy festival lineups is something that I've very much enjoyed uh, coming up with myself over the years. So, uh, yeah, I'll go and check out the lineup maybe after I record this. Okay, next up, another chat with Stu. This is the one that was recorded a little while back now, but the podcast The Cupid Couch is still going strong. It's Genevieve Gaunt. Genevieve, please tell me all about your podcast. Hi, Stu. So my podcast is called The Cupid Couch, and it's about love, sex and relationships. But it's also about the past 
and the present, the ancient and the modern. I would describe it as a mashup between modern day love stories and romantic investigation from the Tudors to Tinder, catfishing to cod pieces, the Renaissance to rom-coms. And the beauty of it is each themed episode, whether it's sex, fetish and fantasy or toxic love or body hair, in each episode, I have lots of different guests, different ages, backgrounds, sexual orientation and different perspectives. And they all compare and contrast with each other. And then in between, I do research and put in my inserts that are snippets from psychotherapy, literature, science, pop culture, anything and everything, whether it's Shakespeare or uh, the science of why we are attracted to the heartbreak. It's like, what is the brain like in love or out of love? And um, the reason I made it is because it's, it's very comforting looking back in history and realizing that when it comes to love and relationships and sex, everything has changed and yet nothing has really changed. You know, love sickness, the poet John Dryden said that love is a malady without a cure, you know, from the ancient Greeks to now, it's not, it's not really that different in its essence. And it's very comforting. And at the same time, we think that we've kind of, we should have got love sorted now with our dating apps and our polyamory. But I think that we are still getting into a tangle over love and relationships and the paradoxes of love. And, you know, we, we, we spend our lives searching for a partner and then we worry that you know, we get restless or bored. What, how do we find that balance between peace, the peace of love and the fireworks of, of, of passion? Yeah. So all these questions, my guests, like it, it's really a, a, a my guests are very raw and candid. It's not a celeb podcast, but I do have Rose McGowan, the trans activist and porn star, Buck Angel, the author, Kathy Lett. I have actors and stuff talking to me, but it's not really about their profiles. It's more what they have to say and their lived experience, which is so valuable and so interesting. And yeah, it's a mixture of the erotic and the romantic. It's funny. It's heartbreaking. And um, I learned a lot from my guests and it was a joy to make. Why did you decide to make a podcast? I've met so many different people over the years and it just struck me that every conversation, every deep conversation you have with someone, it's usually about love and love is love is love. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, whether you, you like to kiss boys or girls or both or whatever. It's the great level that people talk about, you know, death and taxes. I would say death, taxes and love. It's something that it completes us and we, we search for it and I had all these amazing conversations and I decided to just invite people around and sit them down and, and interview them or do it over Zoom. And it's amazing when you really listen, when you really listen to a friend and you say, talk to me, what, what comes out and people's stories. Have you found that, you know, I, I guess it's, it's exactly what you've just said, but I, I do find that you get something very different when, if you were to sit down in the pub with your friends, you would chew the fat, you know, but I think... When you put a microphone in front of your friend, it's a completely different conversation, isn't it? Do you agree? I completely agree. I've lit up like a Christmas tree, as you can see. Um, <laughs> I completely agree. Someone very wise once said that if you talk, you're repeating what you already know. Whereas if you listen, you might learn something new. But also giving people the space by saying, sit down, I'm here to listen to you. Talk to me. You are giving people that space not to feel like they are encroaching upon your time. You know, if someone monologued at you at the pub, you'd be like, sorry, this was not the deal. Uh, we were here to, you know, 
converse, but yeah. it's a very different situation when you really say, hey, I know that, you know, um, your father was lovesick and he committed suicide, you know, and I know you want to talk to me about that. Let's hear it. I know that, you know, you were in a toxic relationship. What were the red flags? Like, how, what would you do differently now? Like, what are you looking for in a partner? All these questions, people really open up when you give them that space, much more so than just at the pub when people are almost too scared to go below the skin grazes. This is this really gets goes quite deep, yeah. And you've been quite DIY with this. You've you've, you've took the project on yourself, haven't you? And how have you found the experience of, you know, obviously knowing your background in in acting and in in, in doing voiceover work? Like, how have you found it? You know, having complete control of of what you're doing, being able to edit yourself and and put it together, how's that been? Well, I mean, when you start off anything new and you're you're making it yourself creatively, but also producing it, like how to actually broadcast a podcast. Looking back, I'd say, oh, it's easy; anyone can do it. Like, if you have any questions, if I can help, ask me, and I'll tell you the little that I know. Yeah. But of course, when you start at the beginning, you've no idea. But it's very, it's it's incredibly rewarding because you learn stuff that you never have thought that you'd, you'd learn. And I would encourage everyone, if you want to make a podcast, do it yourself because it's easier. It's, it's more creatively fulfilling. Like when you, when you're cutting stuff yourself and you are the person creating it, you can, you can move stuff around very quickly. Whereas if you delegate and send notes out, then it just takes time and money. So it's a, it's a wonderful process. And moving forward, what are you looking, what are you looking to do moving forward with the podcast? Well, it's, um, and in its first week, it made the Radio Times one of the top thirty-one podcasts of 2021, Wonderful. and it was number like it was number twenty in Apple Podcast Great Britain under relationships. I wasn't expecting that. We'll see how it goes. I think it touches a nerve with people, which is really nice and means a lot. Um, I think it's both hopefully entertaining and touches people because it's about a subject, as I've said, that I think hits home. We'll see how it goes. I. I I interviewed 42 people um, over the course of a year. So there are, there's a lot of material. I'm quite tempted because it's going down very well to cut a couple more. It's a documentary style series. So I've got seven at the moment, but I might cut more. Maybe I'll do a season two. I don't know. Maybe I'll, I'm not sure. I mean, I have other ideas for other interview style podcasts. I'm also writing a script with a friend at the moment. And there's obviously, you know, acting stuff. So we'll see, we'll see where it, where it takes me. But I think you can, you can podcast on, on the side when you're doing other stuff too. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. And it's available in all the usual places, right? It's available everywhere. Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Deezer, Google, all of the, all of the, um, all of the apps. And I guess just also a massive, massive thank you to the people who are listening to it and, and enjoying it. Cause as you know, podcasts are nothing without people listening to it and enjoying it. So if anyone's listening to the Cupid Couch and are enjoying it, and then I, I give you a big virtual hug. Thank you. Wonderful. Genevieve, thank you so much. Thank you, Stu. Thanks, Genevieve, for coming on and talking all about the Cupid Couch. All right, one final chat from Stu this week. Uh, it's another podcast or another couple of podcasters talking all about their show. We've got Danny Wallace and Phil Hilton talking all about Monatomy. Okay, Danny, Phil, tell me all about your podcast, please. Well, oh, all right, we will. It's called Manatomy. And the reason it started, it was a bit of a weird one. We were thinking about podcasts and then we, we had a chat and we thought, what is the worst possible thing to be invited on? The podcast that we would go, no, there's absolutely no way I'm going to do that. 
and of course it was one where uh, we'd have to talk about our bodies <laughs> so it came from that that sort of idea of uncomfortableness and awkwardness and then we thought about it more and thought that's a really interesting idea and why don't men do that why is this a conversation that we never seem to have and we're so far behind women on and then we came up with the name Monatomy and we were like, well, we've got to do it now. It's, it's very kind of Danny to put all these we's in there, but it was, it was his idea and, and your name. I'm, I'm very grateful to you for coming up with the whole thing, really. It was, it was brilliant. <laughs> oh, well, it's been fun. And um, and I think what what it was partly was that thing of it was it was like a three a.m. four bottles of wine conversation that men never ever have with each other, and suddenly we opened the whole thing up to all kinds of well-known people who've had all these strange experiences, and you, you're literally having conversations that you've never had with anyone before in your life, um, with some quite high-profile men. It's been it's been a fascinating journey. And was this something that sort of come about over lockdown? Because I, I guess a lot of us, our bodies have changed slightly over over lockdown. A few of us have gained a few extra pounds and stuff. Was was that kind of influential in, in the concept of the podcast in any way? I, I think I certainly put on a few pounds during lockdown. And, and maybe it was more though, there was like, lockdown was strange if you do creative things for a living because a lot of stuff kind of disappeared. And you found yourself coming up with new ideas that maybe, ordinarily you might have taken somewhere or done something with or involved an outside party and with me and phil we just thought we can do all this stuff ourselves so what why don't we do it and so we created a a newsletter um that we send out twice a week it's a kind of um, subscription newsletter and we created this world for sort of men who feel like they want to be useful at a time where we were all feeling a bit useless and out of that was born monatomy as well where we thought well we can be those men and we can talk openly and so People will talk about weight on the podcast, but it's a completely non-judgmental place. We don't think there's any correct type of body. We just want to talk about yours and how you feel. And, you know, it's guys talking about puberty or testosterone or rejection and the effect that that has on your self-image. But they also talk about funny things like, um, I think it was Reese James who has... No, no, maybe it was Ian Lee, who's an episode coming up where he just talks about... um, his, uh, his little nipples, like a couple of little tillywinks, you know. And um, so there's there's play, a playful element to it. Um, but mortality is in there. And we've had people like, you know, Gary Lineker, Tim Minchin. We have John Ronson coming up. And so we try and make it thoughtful but funny. And all of these have been completely comfortable. Do you do you reach out to them and go, look, were you interested in coming on the podcast and get a yes before you tell them what the kind of <laughs> podcast is about? No, I, I if I reach out to them, um, I think because a lot of them have known me a long time, there's an element of trust there. They know that, yeah. you know, they, they know it's going to be fine and it's not going to make fun of them, but there will be fun to be had. But we have had, you know, um, some people who I I had a yes from think about it and go, actually, no. Really? Yeah, and very, 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 very famous people who have talked a lot about other people's bodies, let's say, but who are not willing to go anywhere near their own. And I thought that was wow. very interesting, naming no names. Well, I mean, can we name some names of other guests that people can expect to hear from as well? Yeah, sure. Yeah, we have um, we have the fascinating John Amici coming up, don't we, uh, Danny? Who's who's um, he's now six foot nine, I think. He was six foot ten at his NBA playing peak, uh, and then he he's British guy played in the NBA and then came back, and now he's uh, an organisational psychologist. And he took both of us into this weird place of what it's like to be very, very unusual in your appearance. And it was a fascinating episode. That's one of my favourites we've just just recorded. Yeah, he's never, ever been invisible. He inspires terror 
in strangers, genuine terror or shock or mockery because, you know, six foot, 10 inch broad-shouldered black guy who happens to be the first openly gay NBA player and who has to take great care with his body because he could, you know, if he goes dancing, he could knock someone out. I think he actually did break someone's nose once because he was lost in the moment and dancing. And so that was interesting because that's someone's body that they are in all the time and it would never have occurred to us. Jamila Jamil kicked off the whole uh, the whole series because we wanted to get a kind of a different perspective on men and their bodies. We have Stephanie Hurst coming up, John Ronson, Tim Minchin, as I say, Marcus Brigstock on what it was like to be a very tall goth and food addiction, which he talks about with great wit. We found ourselves getting into some pretty deep but funny conversations. There's always a laugh around the corner, but there are thoughts that you've never really had either, or certainly I'd never had. Yeah, there's a few moments where people take us to places where, so I speak for myself, I felt very uncomfortable going there. I've led quite a sheltered, privileged and rather happy life as a, as a family man, and people have had some very dark times with their bodies. And um, I felt very grateful to them for being so open and also somewhat out of my depth, which makes for very interesting listening, I think. And some of them are just very funny. Reese James is coming up, a uh, uh, brilliant comic and he just talks about his body with wonderful mockery um so it's just basically an hour of jokes if you had to recommend an episode for a new listener is there one that you'd say like get stuck in with this one or would you say just go to the very beginning and and work your way through i think you will know when you see the names if there's one that is a bit like you maybe or maybe tackles things that you know that maybe appeal to you like adam buxton talked about his height and heightism is a big deal for you know a lot of men so either go by the kind of the topics that are in the show notes or take a chance there's a guy called scotty who is an artist um i I think you've probably certainly on your network you'll have you'll have had him on as a guest somewhere along the line or pip will um, he's, he's from our he's from our very neck of the woods. He's uh, he's an, he's currently residing in Essex. There you go. So what an interesting, ebullient, yet dark chat that was. And he launches straight in. You know exactly who he is as soon as he opens his mouth because he's so authentic. But at the same time, you know, people have tried to set him on fire just for being who he is and just for having the body that he has. So, yeah, talk about light and shade. That, that was, <laughs> the Scotty episode has got both. My personal favourite is Adam Buxton, actually. Um, are you allowed to declare a personal favourite, Danny? Is that, is well, that- I, I don't, but you, you feel free to. Okay, one of the many favourites I have is Adam Buxton, and Danny always asks all the guests to describe themselves, and um, just listen to his the way he describes himself. It's a micro masterpiece of comic timing and wording and phraseology. The man is an absolute genius, and it's just five minutes of perfection. Wonderful. And plans moving forward, gentlemen? Uh, more men, more bodies, um, more women. Trying to find as many new takes on on the body as possible, really. And, uh, and yeah, we have, we have a bunch more in the can and um, we're on the lookout for more as well. What about live? Is that something you've considered? We're seeing so many podcasts now moving into the, the live arenas. Uh, is that something you fancy? Yeah, absolutely. We, um, we think that will be great and weird and open and freeing and more of a nerve-wracking proposition for a guest, I think, because it's not just us and their microphone. It is, you know, a live audience. And in November, we're recording quite a special one. I won't give too much away but it involves two very big names 
together and big names is a clue as well in in some sense but we're, we're putting that together and if that comes off which i think it will um that'll be a very special episode wonderful phil danny thank you so much no thank you thank you yeah thanks for taking interest Thank you, Danny. Thank you, Phil. And thank you, Buddy Peace, who edits this podcast, for uh, sticking with me because I mispronounce monatomy a couple of times. Uh, it's quite hard to say, isn't it? Monatomy. Although once you've got it, you've got it. Yes. All right. Thank you so much, Sean Keaveney. Thank you, Genevieve Gaunt. Thank you, Phil Hilton, Danny Wallace. And as I've been saying throughout the episode, thank you, Stu Whiffin, for those three wonderful chats. We'll be back in a couple of weeks. No plans for any bonuses at the moment. So yeah, a couple of weeks with our regular episode. Uh, We've got some great recommendations lined up for that. We'll be back to the normal format. Uh, In the meantime, podbiblemag.com is where you can keep up to date with Podbible, obviously at Podbible on social media as well. If you want to drop us an email, info at podbiblemag.com. On the website, we've had some great stuff recently. Uh, There's all sorts of great recommendations, lists. We've been doing some Spotify playlists as well so if they're not up there already they will be soon we've got a playlist for every single one of our magazines that features all of the podcasts within those pages um so yeah we'll be linking out to those very soon as well and there's all kinds of good stuff happening uh, in the meantime before we speak to you again uh, i would like to tell you that we are very proud to be part of the acos network big up buddy peace once more for the great work he does on the pod week in week out and thank you to you the listeners for listening all the way through getting recommendations being desperate to go and listen to them but thinking no i'm going to respect adam i'm going to respect the pod bible podcast i'm going to listen to it right through to the end we appreciate you we'll see you in a couple of weeks